Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to this show, subscribe. If you could write a review, write a review. Um, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers unprofessional advice, as well as just a place for total strangers to come and reveal their secret lives, their naughty lives. Uh, while remaining totally anonymous. So if you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, last week, I had a pantyhose guy on who, and we put out a contest. Like if you could find him on Instagram because he had a private Instagram and he wouldn't give out that um, the name of it, we said that he would give somebody his wife's panties. And apparently there was a guy who won, but he... Uh, didn't want the panties because he was in, or not the panties, the pantyhose, sorry. He was in a relationship. But there was another guy who emailed me and was like, he was like on it and looking for them. And he eventually found him and he was a second place guy. And he uh, won. His name is Jeremy. I am not going to give out his last name. I don't even know if his last name is uh, real in his email. But anyway, congrats to Jeremy who did win one of uh, that guy's Paul, Peter, Paul, Harry. I don't remember fucking people's names on my podcast because they're all like made up. And then they have email names that they email me with, which are made up. And then they have the real names. So I'm always dealing with just way too many names. And I don't remember names to begin with. Uh, so anyway, congrats to Jeremy on winning that. Today I have on a guy named Peter. I think his name is Peter. And he's like a hardcore ex exhibitionist. And when he wrote me in, I was a little nervous because he sort of said he was like on the verge of maybe doing like illegal things like to get his fix of being an exhibitionist. And I was a little bit like, oh no, am I going to be talking to like a fucking criminal on? Like I've never really had anybody on who's like cross lines and is doing something that's like really bad, like pedophilia or something. You know what I mean? And like, if it's like a guy that's like, literally jerking off in bushes and scaring people like that's not good like I don't know I you know how I would deal with that kind of a call but it turns out he's not really that hardcore he's not a criminal he's just a regular guy who has this very secret life of being very into exhibitionist exhibitionism exhibitionism and how it sort of came about how it progressed and what he's done uh, is fascinating. And I mean, the podcast is long. I taped it in two sessions. Uh, it's about an hour and a half, but it's like a, it's a, like a really good story and it unfolds. And there's a lot of times I'm like surprised and he's got these two characters 
we call him uh, his Kathy's and they're fucking fascinating. I, I just really want them on my show. Uh, the stuff that his Kathy's got have gotten him to do because besides that exhibitionism, exhibitionist, he's kind of like a submissive. Maybe that always goes together. I don't know. I'm learning just like you on these episodes when I talk to people. Um, but that's what we talk about. Like the whole story, how he got into it, what he did, how, I mean, he's married. And like I said, this is like a very secret life and what his two Kathy's have got him to do during his many, many years of exhibitionism. And it's fascinating. The shit that they do that goes down that people do is never ceases to amaze me anyway. So sit back, relax, and um, I'll be right back on with Peter. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Peter, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you doing all the way over there in Australia? Doing very well, thanks, Kathy. And thanks very much for uh, finding some time to talk to me. Yeah, it's a little hard because of the time difference, but we figured out a time and you emailed me, right? Uh, you were, yep. you found my show and you have like, I mean, you'll explain the whole thing, but your thing is you're an exhibitionist, right? You would consider yourself an exhibitionist, right? Well, that's certainly what I consider myself these days. Um, so, so, so I think that's the best definition. But at the end of the day, I, I, I think I'd describe myself with as somebody who's been through a pretty interesting journey yeah. in a search for, for what works for me. And, and, I, and I don't think that's unique. I think that's everybody. But I, but I have made a priority uh, to sort of explore um, that side of myself. And and, um, and and so through my life, I would have described myself as very different things. But right now, I think that's probably the best description in terms of what, what works most for me in terms of sexual gratification. Yeah, but your thing was, is you have always been into being seen naked, right? Started, like you said, like it, in the beginning, it was like nude beaches and posing for art students, right? In art classes, like was good enough to sort of fulfill that part of you, right? But then eventually, or and even more recently, it's like you have to do more and more to sort of get yourself off. Yeah, and I think that's that's partly. It doesn't mean that I, I can't still be aroused and, and right. you know mm-hmm. jerk off afterwards thinking about something like a modeling for an art class. But for me now, I just continue to look for that additional boundary. Uh, I guess that additional adren- adrenaline, like the first time you meet a, a new partner, and you know the, the, the butterflies, etc. I guess I'm I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I'm not somebody that does high diving or things. I'm somebody that looks for avenues through my, I guess, my fantasies and my, and, and more more recently through you know real life fulfillment of some of those. But but but, but I, I should stress, Kathy, that it's the complete antithesis of what I was for the first. 22, 23 years of my life. So virtually the first half of my life, I was the exact opposite of that. And I was painfully shy, extremely poor body image, a very strict Christian upbringing with, with oh, all the values that come with, uh-huh. that, come, that come with that. So it really took me a long time to... to so, so, and, yet, and yet I had memories as young as a five-year-old being in my bedroom, getting naked, tying my hands up with my underwear and enjoying that feeling of 
being bound, but not knowing what that meant, and I don't think there would have been an erection or anything with it. And uh, so, 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 so I, I still had kinky fantasies, if you like, or you know, my freak flag was flying. I think in, <laughs> in, in yeah. my mind at a very early, a very early age, but I didn't have any way to define it or understand it. And you know, I have early memories of the girl next door who was similar age to me, and we're about seven. And you know, me, me pretending to be asleep behind the back shed in the backyard, and then she would pull my, you know, my pants and underwear down, and I'd be somehow excited at the knowledge that she could see my, you know, my wiener at the time or whatever. And yet, that was an age where I was making in front of family and relatives, and that wasn't sexual. So there was all these sort of contradictions that I, I can look back and see that there were things that excited me around nudity and 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 certainly being exposed, and and I also loved seeing other people exposed, so it works for me to watch as a boy, you know, that sort of scenario as well, as well. right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but that's so pretty early like, on to, to have, like you could remember those sort of things that remind you of like what and, you're into now so they were there then as well, right yeah but, but as I said, I, I didn't really know what they meant, but, yeah. but with, with my with my Christian sort of background at that early age, at five I was I, I wouldn't have known anything or how to judge it, but I remember sort of at 10 and 11 battling with what I thought to be bad thoughts um, and, and, and just knowing that it, that it was the exact opposite to my, you know, the persona that I had to everybody that knew me. You know, I was a, I was literally an altar boy at the church and, and you know, uh, doing all those sorts of things but at home as a, you know, 14, 15-year-old, masturbating obsessively and all those sorts of things. So very, 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 very interesting, but, but uh, different parts to my persona, even from that very early age. So did you feel like you were living like a double life even back then? Look, look at that. Back then, I probably just felt like I was, I, I was a sinner. Yeah. I was somebody who was praying about these things and laying awake at night, you know, praying that I could be cured from these sorts of yeah. addictions and interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so that's how I saw it until much older. Um, and and, and then, then I think I got into that point. So when I was late teens and, and started to discover the nudist features because we lived in a coastal town, and, and, and it was then that I started to, I, I guess, start to have a double life where I'd be sneaking off to, to, to watch things or, or to, to later you know, be exposing myself in those sorts of environments, but but still having this very um, uh, Christian, uh, you know, proper, uh, I, I guess, persona to everybody that knew me. I think sometimes when you're trying so hard not to sort of allow yourself to have a thought makes that sort of thought stronger, right? And that's where that saying comes, like what you resist persists, right? Because in a way you're trying not to think about it, but you're just thinking about it more, right? Um, Yes. So you probably like like you probably wired those desires into yourself, you know? at a young age because of the guilt surrounding it. Don't you think maybe? The, the guilt, yeah. Yeah, the guilt and, and just just a, a really strong curiosity. Um, right. I, I just didn't have access. You know, this this was, I, I'm, I'm almost 50 now, so this predated access to, to the internet and porn. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So, uh, and, and in a small town, I was too, too nervous to go and, you know, buy a Playboy or a penthouse from from the news agency underage or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, nobody I remember, did. I remember it. 
yeah, yeah, look, I remember my mate and I used to ride bikes all around, and, and this was when there were still drive-up drive, drive up movie theatres. Yeah. And, and we found a spot where we could hide behind the... You would go behind the movie theatre? Yeah, we'd, we'd drive behind and we'd or ride our bikes and, and pull up there, and, and one night there was what must have been an R-rated movie, and I, and I remember that was the first time as a as an aware teenager that I sort of saw images of naked women in it, and whilst we couldn't hear the sound, it seemed to be something about uh, women that were captives, and you know there were men with guns leading them around naked for whatever reason. But uh, right. you know that's <laughs> that's still a memory in my mind back then. But but even then, I think whenever I saw a reference like that, deep down, I was um, imagining myself in that scenario as as the as the naked person, as the person being exposed, and and even if even if I watched a, a family program and there was some implied. Um, Assault or rape or um, some. I remember Charlie's Angels. I used to have. I used to be madly in love with Jacqueline Smith. Yeah. Again, showing my age, and and I remember there was some episode where they had to get into a nudist resort to to interrogate somebody, and I think it was actually Cheryl Ladd or whatever who, yeah. <laughs> who took one for the team, the team and went in naked. And again, I'm thinking, wow, that's that's a legitimate scenario where she had to be naked in front of other people to do her job. That's fantastic because <laughs> it was a you know I was always looking for ways that, that it could happen without being illegal or without crossing boundaries because back then I sort of thought that's that's what that's the way I'd have to find an avenue for these things not knowing that there was such a, a wide smorgasbord of sort of fetish opportunities that I'd you know for years so all those sorts of memories are still in my brain from those sort of formative years. Yeah, um, but but for, but for so long, just not having any real life reference points. And then my mates and I, at the end of a year ten, so year ten is just about to go into sort of senior high school from from a, a US perspective. Uh, so around about the age of sixteen, we all went on a surfing surfing trip at the end of the year, and uh, this beach was in the middle of nowhere. That's a great thing about Australia: many many beaches. Yeah, and uh, two two. Older women, in inverted commas, they were probably 18 or 19, were naked on the beach one morning, and that was just, for me, that was just uh, absolutely unbelievable. I was still a virgin at, at uh, you know, at 16. Yeah. Um, so, that was the, so that was the first real-life naked walking, talking ladies I'd seen. But it was very soon after that that I started to join the dots on the fact that we had a nudist beach at, a, at, at the town that I lived in. Mm-hmm. It was actually qu- quite close to the centre of town, but it was a, a sort of a difficult walk around, um, uh, you know, a, a bush track, um, which meant that it was still able to be a clothing optional beach so close to town. So that was when I started to actively look at going there, but still still too um, body image shy to think about actually strutting around naked on the beach. It was more furtive. You know, I'd sit on the headland and, See if there was anybody there naked that I could look at, um, and then if if I sensed there was a, a space or there was no one on the beach, then I might run down, get my kid off, and and just love the the thrill, you know, the feeling. But um, yeah, I, I was I was very skinny, very skinny as a youngster. Uh-huh. Um, it's sort of genetic, genetically right through my family, and so I'd I'd exercise a lot. I was very fit, but I just remained. You know, really, really skinny. I now know, and I tell my son, who's now fifteen, and and uh, you know, he's a, an excellent swimmer, but he's still got this thin body. And I and, he's, and I see him having the same sort of thoughts as I had. But I say to him, you know, son, 
don't worry about it because it's actually great genetically for the rest of your life because I, I turned 30 and 40 and still had, by then I filled out that I, I haven't had the battle with obesity that so many other people have had. So, right, right. Um, you know, I said, I said, get through it, buddy. Because <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to benefit you. Yeah, it's a beneficial <laughs> yeah. later in the long run, in the long term. Yeah, yeah. So you found that, so when you found the nude beaches right you were like 16 you said you were like still a virgin right when did you start and you weren't like sort of participating yet right when did you start participating look i i didn't really sorry in terms of getting naked on the beach and being seen by others you mean yeah yeah that that didn't start until i was at university right okay so i went i went right through high school where it was still furtive and i was just too so many of my friends were into the, the beach and the surf culture. I was just too paranoid about bumping into somebody. Um, there was there was a friend in our year that got caught on that same headland sort of with a Zoom camera. <laughs> so, so, you know, I was ner- I'd heard about that and I was nervous. He was actually proud of it. But again, he didn't have the, the sort of background that I was trying to trying to hide let me ask you this um, though real quick because i know like yeah. i had a girlfriend from sweden and in sweden it was like a very normal thing for families to go and it was just like very out in the open and normal for the that culture to be naked in a nude beach so i don't know yeah. about australia like in australia is it like in america where it's not like the common thing to do people go and they are around right but it's not like families don't go it's not sort of like the the norm is that how it is in australia yeah. It's not the norm. So, right, so, okay. But there is certainly a, there's a percentage of families that, that do live that culture. I mean, Australia is such a multicultural sort of melting pot. That uh-huh. You know, so, so many Europeans over here now where right. they Right, and for them it's normal. Yeah. But for them it's normal. Yeah. But for me, it was, it, it was um, you know, it was kinky, it was, it was unusual, and there was, a, there was a perception that it was mainly old men <laughs> walking around the beach probably looking for other men. Um, that was that was sort of the view that, and, and I must say that, that when I went down there, there was a disproportionate amount of men that at the time I considered to be old. They were probably in their forties and fifties, right. um, sort of strutting around and um, and and you know probably trying to bump into people and hook up. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. you, so but, when but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, please go on. No, so you were getting to the point where when you started to sort of go and do it yourself and and take your clothes yeah. off. So I went to university, moved to another town. So yeah. It was an inland town. It wasn't wasn't on the coast. Uh-huh. But even even then, and this was a pivotal moment because I think I, I was still painfully shy. I, I moved into a residential college, over 400 people co-ed. It should have been where things just exploded. Yeah. But I, I sort of hooked up immediately with the local Christian chapter at the college and uh, because that was easy and I made friends and by definition, they were sort of welcoming. And, and so straight away, I labeled myself again as one of those guys. And, and, and to me now, that was, that was a real lost opportunity in terms of things could have really opened up for me then because it was all going on and it was all happening. And, you know, there were the, the O-Week rituals. There was the, the fun sort of hazing stuff that happened. And, and I was watching all those things and secretly thinking, wow, um, but still not participating. But what, what did happen, though, I think all that was pent up and I would then head back home for holidays. And, of course, when you're at university, you get so many months of holidays in a year. And, and, and then I felt a safety around the fact that by then most of my friends had also left our small town uh-huh. and, and I got more confident. I got more confident to 
get onto that beach and, and to actually get my gear off in front of others. Yeah. Um, and initially, that in, that in itself was a sense of triumph. But then over time, uh, that was that became my playground, and then you know where where I started to to I guess um, try to initiate uh, circumstances that might that might create the opportunity to interact with other people whilst I was naked. Right. And did you? I know that you said you also did like modeling for art classes, right? Did you use? Did you yes. do that around the same time? No, that was all in my mid twenties. Um, so, 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 so all, all through this university time, I, I was, I was still a virgin. I was, I was masturbating phenomenal amounts of time, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and look, I was a happy, I was a happy guy. I wasn't, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't that concerned at this stage around what it all meant. I, I look, I desperately wanted a girlfriend and I was too shy to, to try to initiate that. Yeah. Um, but, but I, but I had a good circle of friends, great family. And, and, and a happy life. So none of this is a sort of traumatic thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, it just meant I was a, a little bit of a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, right. I think it would be fair. Uh, so, so, so it was only after I finished university and then I moved to Sydney. So, so you know, by Australian standards, that's that's the big city, you know, seven, eight million people. That's where you can start to get anonymous. Right, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Safety in numbers. So, so, so that, was where, that was when I could actually go and buy a porno magazine or buy a nudist magazine and start to see images that, that, that actually really appealed to me and also see images of naked men in front of women because I'd never seen that. You didn't tend to see that in the Playboy. It was all naked women, right? But, right. And, and then then I would look and say, my God, that was a female photographer photographing that man. Wow. Oh, so a, you would like look at that guy. That, that would be make you hot because yeah. you're thinking it's, it could be you. Like you're putting yourself in that scenario. <laughs> Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and look, I'd, I'd also joined a, a, a very big company, and this was before we all had laptops, so I was still sitting at a desk writing things out, and then we had a secretarial pool. Yeah. And at the age of about 23, um, it was very clear to me that one of the secretaries was interested, but I didn't know how to do anything. But thankfully, I had a perceptive boss who noticed and literally coaxed me and coaxed me and coaxed me, and he finally said, if you don't ask her out today... I'm going to tell the whole office you're gay. Ah. So, so, um, was, <laughs> so, so I thank him now. At the time, I was horrified, um, and, and so so I asked uh, asked this uh, very 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 cute blonde uh, typing pool secretary if she'd like to go out. And to my great relief and amazement, she said, "About bloody time!" Um, so, so so what a good boss you had. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure he. Well, now he, he may later not want to claim credit because uh, 
we, we did subsequently get engaged um, at, at, at sort of about I was about twenty four, she was twenty one, and then and then you know, I, I lost my virginity with her. Um, we, we we fell in love. Well, I thought I was in love, but I was probably in lust. It was probably all the pent up um, you know, waiting so long for friend. Um, but, but when I look back in hindsight and look back at what I consider three other loves that I have had in my, you know, in, in the span of my lifetime, it was a different feeling to that. But at the time, I thought I was in love. Yeah, it was the first so, experience. So, so it was we, the first yeah. girl you were with. <laughs> Absolutely. I was probably a very grateful puppy. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so, so look, we, 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 we obviously, we, we, uh, she wasn't, she wasn't a virgin, um, but uh, we went, we went through that, that old process, um, fumbled around and, and, and I started to learn and, and, and started to, I guess, become a little more normal in terms of um, getting, getting my sexual gratification through, through, through a partner. Um, so, but, but that didn't last for more than about a, a year. So very fast. I look back now and think, what was I thinking? But I engaged, got engaged, that, that was broken off. But that, was what, that had given me some confidence and that had sort of convinced me that uh, perhaps females could could interact with me and find me attractive and perhaps um, I wasn't going to sort of die alone. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so for the next couple of years, I had a couple of girlfriends. Um, most of them I met through work. It was a really large company, so it was a pretty useful low-risk approach, if you like. Yeah. Um, and it was big enough that I wasn't dating people that I was directly working with necessarily. And there were and, no and nude then, beaches around, so it yeah. wasn't like, right, you weren't, or where were you again at this point? I mean, were you doing the nudie so, so thing in, on the side too, Sydney. or no? So, 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 so initially not. I was in Sydney. Um, I was renting a small apartment with another guy, not a lot of space to do stuff. Yeah. Still didn't have the internet. There, there, are, there are a few official nude beaches in Sydney, but the ones I'd heard of were very small and and not they didn't seem to appeal. Um, okay, I, I've learned I learned I learned in later years that there's some other nude beaches that were more hidden, and uh, I've certainly had lots of experiences there. But at this stage, no. Okay, um, I, I was really I was really working and starting to figure out how girls kicked as much as I could and, and having some relationships. Yeah, that's but, good. But, um, but, but I did I did move out of the city in terms of where I lived and started to commute from from a, another beach town about an hour or so north of Sydney and during that time a, a bunch of people from my company we'd, we'd commute together we'd play cards and and as I started to work out we were starting to flirt a lot as well and there was one lady in particular who who was was married a couple of years older than me um, but with the four of us would be playing each each trip and we'd start to joke about we were playing cards but if you lost a hand you'd take an item of clothing off and stuff and we'd, we'd be just joking about this the other commuters must have thought we were nuts and you know halfway through the trip we'd be yelling out ah you're naked now sort of thing and keep playing so harmless stuff but yeah. um, one, one, her, her husband travelled a lot for work um, and one, one afternoon or evening I guess by the time we got back to the station she lived uh, in, a, in another Spot about fifteen minutes from where I was up the coast, but um, she she asked if she could use my bathroom before she went home. So I, I still naively and innocently gave her a lift back to my place, yeah. which was just a small, just a small granny flat in the front of an, uh, in the back of an old gentleman's house. And I was sitting in the lounge. <laughs> and next minute, she walked out naked. Oh my um, god! You hit the and, jackpot. And, 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 well, it, it sounds like it sounds like one of those penthouse. Yeah. Leave, right? <laughs> it, 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 sounds like a porn. Happened, but I, 
but but I but I um I, I was so stunned that I literally I remember sort of he just came towards me and said, you know, you must have known I was interested. And <laughs> I said, no, you're, you're you know you're you're, you're a ten. Um, you know, <laughs> oh we've my been God. joking, but we've all been joking, and I just had had no idea, and this really floored me. And then and then anyway, I I, I, I can't believe it, but somehow. I, I, I sort of took her gently in both shoulders, holding her arm's length so that none of her naughty bits were touching me. I said, we can't do this. You're married. I'm really sorry. Yes, I'm attracted to you. I'd be, I'd be insane if I oh wasn't. Oh, my God. This doesn't feel right. And somehow, yeah. somehow I got her dressed again and bundled her back into the car and took her home, me apologizing all the way. Um, but needless to say, despite taking the moral high ground on that first uh that first time, within two weeks, um, we, we were having a having an affair. Well, oh, thank God. Affair. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Thank thank God as well. <laughs> and, and and in hindsight, in hindsight, she was my 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 real first Mrs. Robinson. It's not that she was much older, but she was experienced. Yeah, she knew what she wanted, and she taught me a lot. And right. So, so it was a it was a really Really good time. I, I, I still struggled a little bit with guilt. By now, I had, I, I think I'd reached my own sort of conclusions around my, my religious beliefs, etc. Um, I wasn't I wasn't wrecked by guilt in that sense anymore. But I, I, I was still struggling a little bit with, you know, the married piece, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but at the end of the day, um, <laughs> I, I, I I guess I your desires that, uh, took over. Were yeah, stronger my, my than desires on my side. And, and she clearly had had time to go back and think about it after I rebuffed her the first time. And the fact that uh, she was still interested, I... I, I well, it probably <laughs> became a challenge for her. I, I, look, and you know what? I, I think I've I've learned over the years that I think that was the thing I was giving off to, to, to some women unintentionally at the time, but what was painful shyness and, and, and perhaps uh, a hangover of... The, the sort of poor body image, et cetera, from, from when I was this scrawny, runty sort of, you know, 60-kilo guy, um, to, 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 to still having that same mindset but not realising that sometimes the women were genuinely flirting because they were interested, et cetera, and they were just thinking I was playing hard to get. <laughs> it was just Yeah, you were, the, for the girl that, <laughs> let me just tell you, a, a girl that comes out of the room, a married girl who's cheating on her husband that will take the shy guy off the train and go to his house and walk out naked is kind of like a little bit of a predator, okay? So uh, the only <laughs> thing you did by saying no thanks to her and apologizing the whole way home was give her more fuel and more desire to get you to fuck her. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you were probably way hotter to her, even more, you know, because that's probably what turned her on to begin with. You know what I mean? This is telling you. Uh, if, I, if I knew I'd known, but it's probably good I didn't know because I probably would have stuffed it up if I tried to right. play any game. So, so wait, <laughs> so you so you learned all that stuff with her because like really like, Listen, I mean, I haven't brought this up yet, but like where you're at now, right? But we're going to still start off with this story from here and go. But what, where you're at now is like your sort of exhibitionism, quote unquote, like, you know, yep. progressed into something where like you're at the point now where you're almost like afraid you will cross a line and get like arrested because that's kind of like you you need more and more, right? And that happens all the time, right? To sort of get yourself yeah. off, right? And that's where you're afraid you're going to go because you started to, you took this 
sort of exhibition side from the nudie beaches to a lot more places, right? Like when you started, the next thing you yeah. did after that was like you started posing in art classes, right? You did that to sort of yeah. get yourself uh, off? It wasn't, it, wasn't long, it wasn't long after this. So, so, so I mean, to, to just close the chapter with, with that lady, that, yeah. that lasted probably six months or so. Yeah. She then, her, her and her husband went on a trip around Australia. So that was sort of, Probably very fortunate because you know I was developing feelings for her, uh-huh. um, trying, trying, trying to keep it purely sex. But you know, but she was a lovely person, and then you know we'd been really good friends with all that banter on the train. Right, so right. I think mm-hmm. that her, her moving away was tough, but probably the the easiest way to rip the bandaid off. But, yeah. But after that, I did I did have some more confidence, um, and it was actually the next person that I dated that that. Just had, she, she had a real um, curiosity about everything, and 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 she's she's still a friend today, and and she's the only friend I have in Australia that knows about what I do. Right. And 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 she she often gets involved in the planning of things, makes suggestions, etc. Uh, Interesting. To this day. She may not see it. She may not see it herself, but. Um, if, she's, if you like, she's my own little little Kathy, if you like. Which right. <laughs> enjoys getting debriefed afterwards and how did you feel and what happened. And, uh, yeah. and she seems to enjoy that. Interesting. <laughs> so, so, so she was the next person I dated. And whilst we didn't date very long, we remained fast friends. But yeah. it was her that actually said that I should go and, it was virtually a dare, go and do a nude modeling thing. Because I think she could see during that time that we were dating that we naked in front of her. And, 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 you know, she could just see that I was busting the breakout and do something. So at that stage, she said, why don't you go and model an art class? So um, so I did. And was it like the biggest turn on? Uh, it was it was terrifying initially, even just ringing up. So, so I didn't know how to do it. And, you know, I was looking for classifieds. I was, uh, you know, trying to work out how do you, do you put an ad in the paper? And yeah. How do you do it? But I, uh, But I finally sort of, started to find either art schools or there's a lot of evening colleges that meet after school in high schools, et cetera, and, and do all sorts of things. And then, and, and, and through a process of elimination, I'd start to find which places ran life classes. Some places only wanted female models. And this is one of the things, um, Kathy, that's really fascinated me through this journey that despite Australia, I think being a fairly progressive society. And I think the last 20 years, most of a lot of things, I've still observed that a lot of the raunchy X-rated things and a lot of the nudity revolves around females still, and and the assumption that men are the only ones that are visually stimulated. So, um, you know, what, what I found was that a lot of art places only had female models. I thought, how bizarre! Um, but I did I did find a number that um, looked for male models, and a lot of them said that they had a surprising number of males that would apply, but then not turn up. Maybe they were a little bit like me. They they liked the fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then um, they chickened out. Right. Got cold feet at the reality. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, so what I found out was that I found a little niche, <laughs> and um, once once I sort of sat in, sat in the car park for, for probably forty, got there forty minutes early, nearly left about ten times um, before the class. Watched people walking in, thinking, "My God, am I really going to go in there and stand naked in front of them all in a very confined space?" But overcame the fear and did it, and and it was so liberating because, right. because I think up until up until then, 
you know, by now I'd been naked on beaches and doing things like that, but it was still mainly um, furtive glances, right? There's a politeness, there's sort of a code on a nude beach that you you don't walk up to somebody and stare at the genitalia. <laughs> right. That doesn't tend to go down well. Um, but but in, in an art class, you know exactly what they're looking at. Um, and, and, and that sometimes led to a, a cliched challenge around because a particularly good-looking lady in the class sketching you from four metres away and you're sort of elevated standing on a wooden box yeah. facing her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so, you know, there's all, there's all those concerns. Uh, but you learn, to, you learn to count sheep and think of other things and uh, control it. But, yeah, I was going to uh, say, how do you life. keep it not hard? Right, how do you not sort of show that this is turning you on? Yeah, Look, look, to be honest, for me, the hardest the hardest ones were when you're in reclining poses where you're actually effectively lying on your cock, so there's friction on your cock. Right. And then if you're looking then if you're looking at a group of women that are drawing you and and yeah, then then things grow, but it's sort of obscured. The the right. challenge then is art classes tend to have um a series of very short poses, you know, two or three minutes where the where the artists warm up and just do very quick sketches. Then you get into sort of 10-minute poses, and then you might have one or two longer poses. The challenge was always sort of having an internal clock so that I could enjoy the erection, enjoy the feeling, make sure I didn't ejaculate, of course, but then know that I was sort of two minutes away from changing pose, and I better start counting sheep. <laughs> so right, right. Was, they were, they, but, but to be honest, there's not a lot else to do when you're, when you're holding a pose. So those were the sort of games that I would play mentally, and, and, it, and it kept it very interesting. The other thing I became was sort of a prolific compiler of all the all the things that I was taking in during the session, so that I could then go home and jerk you know, off jerk to off it. thinking about them. Yeah, and I started keeping statistics of number of women that had you know I had posed in front of, etc. Even at nude beaches, I'd do that. I'd count how many, and you know all that sort. Of, it was just all in my mind. This this. It was, it was almost a game. I'm a competitive person. I love stats. Yeah, <laughs> love obviously, your numbers person. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was even keeping tallies of all these things. Long since lost at, uh, at the time, they were things that just kept it interesting. And would you, and, t- and when you call up your Kathy, would you call up your Kathy and tell her about it? And like you would be able to like sort of like tell her like how turned on you were in the class and all that stuff because you were honest with her about it, right? She knew the girl who oh, told I, you to do it. Absolutely, and right. Kathy too. If we call her that, yeah, let's call her your Kathy. Yeah, she 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 was very happy to, to to then push the envelope and 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 give me additional suggestions. So I I think she legitimised. Firstly, I think she legitimised some of this and 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 helped convince me that it's okay to it's okay to do these things. It's okay to. To, to to push your boundaries, yeah, um, and and as, as you know, as long as I'm, you know, back to your earlier point, as long as I'm not crossing a line that ends up hurting somebody else or gets right, or it's doing anything um, illegal, but, <laughs> right? Because there's yeah. a, there's a line yeah. there with everything, right? And you just don't want to cross that yeah. with something like this, especially but exhibitionism. She, yeah, but she was also my barometer on you know some things I suggest. You say, nah, that that just doesn't that doesn't interest me. So I think, okay, well, if it doesn't interest her, again, there's a, there's a wide pool of people, and I know women are all wired differently as well, but it, it just helped me think, oh, maybe this is a good one. And then occasionally we'd think of something, and she said, oh, I really like that. So so, so we'd, we'd go down that path. But, but, so what do you think was her time, thing? Like, what yeah. do you think about it was that she lost? Like, what, what was her, like, what kind of fetish did she have, I wonder? 
Well, I've, I've, for a long time there, I thought, is she enjoying the the the, the dominant role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's like a dom thing. But but having said that, yeah, um, you know, I've 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 offered and invited many times for you know to come over and give me a good spanking or whatever. But that stuff doesn't seem to work for her. So I think she likes being the puppet master. Yeah, I think she likes seeing how far I will go. Yeah, she loves she loves seeing me say, "There's no way I would do that." Uh-huh. And then I do it. Interesting. <laughs> so she, she, she loves that, and, and she and she does love scenarios where they're frankly funny and embarrassing too, which is something I had never really thought of. Right. So 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 I, I, maybe I can sort of explain that. But um, some of the some of the scenarios that I found myself self in um, have have been awkward and initially embarrassing, or even I thought, oh. I'm in the wrong place, yeah. and so I'm terrified about that. But she's actually engineered that. So, so I've I've been told to go to somebody's house, and get naked on the front porch. The door will be open. Go into the hallway and, and start jerking off. Right? Wait a I'm second! Oh my like god! Wait, 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 hold on! Sorry, I probably jumped a long way forward. <laughs> yeah, this is, she's <laughs> a lot more involved. Wait, she's a lot All more right, involved. Maybe we should pull back on that for now. No, I don't want you to pull back on that. This is the shit I want to get into. Okay, so she's the person okay. who is pushing you. So what kind of scenarios would she tell you to go do? She would tell you go to this person's house. She would give you an address. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and and so I would so I would and initially again these would start fairly tamely. So, so sometimes she would saw somebody that's interested. Sometimes by now I've got the internet, I've got chat rooms, um, I've got some other avenues. So, so we're starting, I'm, I'm starting to test the, 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 and look for prospective females that are open to this sort of thing and voyeuristic or, you know, up, up for a challenge. So, so I would sometimes source them, sometimes she would know somebody. But either way, once I'd source somebody, I would still talk to my Cappy and she'd say, well, Here's how I want it to play out. So she would still have involvement and give me give me some suggestions around that. Sometimes she would she would get hooked up with the person that I was going to meet, and they would arrange something without me knowing again to create a surprise element and a bit of a shock element, or sometimes an embarrassment element because they that amused her. <laughs> so, yeah, so, that's like a that thing a for them. Yeah, I want to talk to them. Yeah, 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 and, and, a, and a power thing. I think it was like look, she she knew that I, anything that turns on the woman is is my fetish, if that makes sense. So yeah. if, if I'm doing something that visually or just the fact that I'm doing it, and sometimes it might be something that some people would consider um, humiliating or a little bit demeaning, but, but within certain parameters, if, if I'm doing those, then I know that it's just turning on that woman that I'm prepared to do that in front of her, or it's fascinating her, or, gee, I never thought I'd see that, and I'm glad I did it. That's um, a turn on for that, you to that, turn that, her on, right? That's a turn on for me, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh-huh. not, I just, you know, I, I got rid of the desire to, you know, uh, walk through a park and flash, flash somebody because, you know, I've, I've had lots of nudity on beaches and in art classes, so that's not what's working for me. That's 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 become sort of my norm. Yeah, for, me for now, sure. It's got to be something that's got a a, 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 new, a new angle. Um, so 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 that so that was the sort of scenario. So so this particular one I referred to, yeah. she had sent me the address. So she she she'd made the contact. I think I had sourced the person, but she had made contact with them and said we'll organise it and then we'll text you the details. So go to this place. Um, there's there's like a, a porch. You're going to take all your clothes off, put them in a box at the front door, and <laughs> then you're going to find the front door open, walk into the hallway, and and there's a full length mirror there. You're going to stand in front of the mirror and start to jerk off. 
But so I, I did that. Um, but then three people walked up the hallway and acted completely shocked. Yeah, they act not being yeah, shocked, horrified. Right. Um, and 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 and, and um, so, so I'm like, oh my god. So I'm sort of trying to cover things, etc. Um, and and they start interrogating me. What are you doing? Blah blah blah. And, and it was probably only a couple of minutes, but it, it, it felt like a lifetime. Um, and I was, you know, thinking, do I just run out the door? But I, but my mind said that's going to make me look more guilty. So I'm sort of trying to explain. Oh, there's apparently a misunderstanding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, comical now, but at the time I was pretty terrified. But the really funny observation from this was, after trying to explain it for two or three minutes, they then said, no, no they admitted that it was. Uh, a set up and, and I was in the right place. So I then relaxed. And then one of the ladies sort of pointed and said, look at his cock, he's still completely hard. And, 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 and so, so that to them was amazing that during this two or three minutes of abject fear. Right, you were turned I, on. I, I, was, I, was, I was completely aroused still. Yeah, um, you didn't and, lose and your was, heart on. And, and that was the bit that my Kathy found fascinating when I shared that, that observation. So then she's like, well, that's really interesting. And so, so I think for her it was a little bit of a, I don't know, a, a psychology experiment. I think I've been a, a psychology experiment for the last 25 years, but these are the sorts of things that she'd like to pick up on those nuances and then try to think of another scenario next time that perhaps leverages from that to see what, what else happens, et cetera. So that was just a, an example, but uh, a fascinating one. She is the puppet master, this one, this Kathy. I, I, I think so. Yeah. So wait, so you did that. And then did you realize that like after that experience, right, when you went home, like them sort of seeing you and being horrified, like, did you play that over and over? And was that like a real turn on to you? Initially, look, I'm I'm still, this might sound strange, but I'm I'm still a fairly conservative person outside of this, you know, I've got a demanding sort of business career. You know, I, I lead big teams. I've been you know, so, so I'm, I'm the sort of prim and proper person. I think I'm a fun person. I think people would describe me as fun and uh, don't take myself too seriously. But I, I still am always concerned about not making people uncomfortable. So for a little while, I was still feeling the palpitations around, oh, my God, imagine if I did walk into the wrong house. Or this is an example of how it really could go pear-shaped and suddenly... We don't have many guns in Australia, but, you know, <laughs> I could be accidentally shot or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you look like a rapist standing there with an erection in somebody's, yeah. you know, hallway, right? <laughs> so, 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 so that bit played, but, but certainly there was, as that, as that sort of settled down a little bit, then it was, it was a turn on. And, and the idea of getting that, that initial sort of shock element, and, and, and it even reminds me of, even when I was living up on the, uh, the, the coastal town, but commuting down to the city, I did find up there a, a nudist beach where it was it was actually a fully clothed beach with a sort of little nudist section down the end, and and it reminded me that what I loved there was sort of the families and stuff that would go to picnic or whatever, or the couples and the and the older ladies walking, and then obviously coming across the nudist section, but not even realising that this beach had that and and that shock element, and then often you know some would just continue to walk, some would shake their head, but then it was the ones that would come and casually sit down 10 metres away and that was the stuff that was really exciting to me because I thought, huh, you know, there, there's a little bit of curiosity around it. So yeah. I guess at a, at a strong, this was a much more in-your-face confronting moment, but it was that same sort of seeing somebody perhaps react as as society normally reacts, but then seeing that underneath all that... There's a, I'm kind of into it too. Yeah, kind of into yeah, it too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I know that you said that, like, you now it you really need for or, or to get off, right? You want people to mm-hmm. see you jerking off or humping, like in public, right? Does that ever? And I'm assuming you haven't crossed the line. I'm assuming you just do this with people that you set it up with, and your Kathy sets it up with, or I don't know. Or have you been crossing any lines where you're doing this kind of stuff in public? to people that maybe aren't didn't know that they were involved in the setup do you know what i mean so, so I, I think i'm i'm starting to push the envelope but still in a way that hasn't concerned me yet so so i will i after the age of sort of 25 which was where this sort of all started to happen yeah, yeah. um I, I and, and sorry if this is a little long-winded explanation to what you just asked, but I it's okay. No, um, this I, is... I ultimately met I yeah. ultimately met the woman that I'm madly in love with, and is my wife, and we've been married for nearly twenty years. But, okay, um, and, and and now we have our two children. But this stuff still sort of happened in parallel. But the real change for me, where things went up another level, was I took a role in Southeast Asia and, and moved the family with me. Yeah, and then we were in, then we were in a very different play pool, if you like, or playpen, where um, there, was, there, was a, there were a lot of different dynamics. And there was the opportunity there through somebody that we identified, if you like, a, an Asian Kathy, yeah. <laughs> where we found somebody, where we found somebody um, who is, is actually, has been doing this stuff for a very long time. And, and uh, she- How did she you find that person? All... Well, let me ask you this quick question. Oh, Wait, quick question. Your wife that you married, yes. this woman that you were, did she know about all this stuff? And then you guys were open with each other. And then when you say we, you guys met the new Kathy or did the old Kathy no, help you meet the new Kathy? Regrettably, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, regret, regrettably, So who's no. we? I, I would... Sorry, who's the we with... Oh, so we was the Kathy in Australia and, and, and the and new ca- Oh, okay. So she's still helping you. You're still friends. With the, with the Asian Kathy. Okay, I, interesting. I, I love was, it. A lot of this at this stage was still through the internet and also Craigslist at this yeah, stage. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, to my disappointment, a year and a half ago, Craigslist stopped. I know. Stuff. Yeah. You know, right? as, as I'm sure you're fully aware. So that's one of the reasons I think in my email I said I'm struggling with some of the legitimate angles now because... Because Craigslist, my, yeah, a long time. My, <laughs> that you had to filter through a lot of nonsense, but I was patient enough because you know I found that that one in that one in thirty people was worth it. Um, sort of that's where I got all my guests from when I first started my podcast I've been doing this podcast for four years so in the beginning I didn't have enough people calling in right I had to go find people I sent emails out I for the first probably two years that's how I got callers you know I sent them emails and I went on Craigslist it was like I always said the Craigslist was a gift that kept on giving and then by the time they went bust it didn't matter thank God I have so many listeners people just write in but you know for a while there it was the greatest thing and that's where you could find like-minded people that were into the same things you were so you and Kathy were still friends behind your wife's back right and you were doing this shit behind your wife's back so you were living a double life right you're I I absolutely was and my wife knew when when we met she knew that I'd done mood modeling yeah that side of things um but but she had a very conservative Muslim background uh, because she's Asian Uh um and and so and so we've got a, a wonderful relationship but it is a very vanilla relationship okay. um you know and, and very very happy sexually but again very vanilla sex etc um and 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 wonderful and, and and so that's it's probably my greatest fear even more than the arrest fear although one would lead to the other 
I, I would never want to do anything that jeopardized our relationship. I think, right. I, well, that's way, what the Russ thing, like you said, yeah. it would lead to that. Yeah. 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 So, so look, I, I think our, our I think our relationship would endure anything I've done. I really believe that. Uh-huh. But I, I, it's not it's not somewhere. I, I wouldn't want to put it through what I know would be a very painful period of realization before we perhaps got to that. That, that point, and I'm not prepared to risk our relationship if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Let me ask you this sense. quick maybe question. Will, maybe it, that will change. Because sure. you're into the whole nudie thing and being an exhibitionist and being out in public naked, jerking off all this stuff. Does it ever involve any kind of like sexual acts with other people? Like, are you cheating on your wife? I mean, I know she would consider being naked in front of other people and jerking off cheating, but like, do you ever also have sex with people or does it lead to things like that as well? It, it it has okay it has okay yes yes and and, and that took it that took quite a long time but 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 ultimately yes right. and again um you know, I'm not going to try to moralize it um but but uh, I think it's been that continuing to push the envelope um one of the things that a lot of women wanted to watch were two people fucking right um or or or, or a person sucking off somebody else, etc. So inevitably, as 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 I made these contacts, and particularly when I was in Asia, um, I, I just found that I got into sort of a, an escalating set of events where it inevitably did um, did move a lot of these boundaries. Right, and that your Asian Kathy helped. <laughs> uh, she helped. She facilitated. She participated. Right. Um, she she. It, if if she if she rang in to you, I think she'd have her own series. Yeah, for <laughs> she's sure. A, she's, just a, she, she's a very very unique um, lady who came to terms with who she she was sexually. I think from a very early age, and has no inhibitions that I can uncover whatsoever. But also the financial means to set up scenarios that, frankly, in Australia, just you'd, you'd never contemplate. So um, as a result of that, she she would host charity events with with um you know little little um what she called nude olympics where a bunch of guys would do certain events while the women watched paying women do things for charity and all that sort of stuff but uh all sorts of things that uh again i, I don't think would ever have happened in australia just too logistically difficult and probably too expensive to arrange so she would so you would do these kind of threesomes like because you said some of these women that were open to sort of watching you jerk off they wanted to see you maybe fuck somebody else so like you were sleeping with this Kathy is that what you would do or she would maybe find somebody else and you would have sex in front of people and they were so, watching so the, the Asian the Asian Kathy yes never yeah. never the um, no the other one right never, that's what never, I mean Asian Kathy one. now yes. yeah yes. so the Asian Kathy yes. yeah so you would have sex with her maybe other people would watch and now did you find that you also enjoyed being watched like having sex too I'm sure that was a part of it that was a turn on for you it, right it, it, it was a turn on look the first couple of times I was suddenly like I'd forgotten how to do it <laughs> yeah. because I was I was I was uh, the mechanics of all. Oh, I've never really considered what it's like to look from that angle, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, and, and probably some of that was the legacy of my my modelling days because yeah. you know, back to that first time I turned turned up, I thought the scary thing was getting my kid off. Yeah, the scary thing was when they said, "Now start doing some poses." Right, and I was like, "Oh." oh. I, I assumed someone had come and say, put your arm here, do this, put your hip like that. They didn't. They expected me to know how to 
turn right. my torso, create neg- negative spaces and do all that. So it, it, I think it's given me sort of an awareness of the aesthetics of all of this. So yeah. instead to then get into the scenario where you're suddenly having sex in front of people or, or even just a blowjob or something, thinking about how do I do this on an angle so that they can actually see what's happening and it's not just a bad porno where all the, all the action is being blocked sort of thing. So, um, so, so the first few times it felt a little mechanical and probably contrived, but, um, but no, I think uh, quickly got over that and, and, yeah, massive, massive turn off. Right. And how long did you live there for? Because you're in Australia now. So, you're calling me from Australia, back right? In, back in Australia, yes. So, so we ended up being there for, for, for around six years. So, so I thought it was going to be shorter, but uh, work went well, so I stayed there for quite a long time. So uh, um, that's, that, that's why I had enough time to sort of escalate and, uh, and, and, and to develop quite a few scenarios. And, and what I did find was a lot of Asian women had a curiosity, frankly, around a, a Western cock. And, and and I think they'd heard all the all the um, you know the the, the fairy tales that, that they were different or bigger or whatever. Yeah. And and, and the reality is I don't believe any of that. I think statistically we're all pretty pretty close. But there was there was almost a a reverse. I don't know how to say this. I think I think what I learned when I was in in Southeast Asia is despite the fact that they are going gangbusters economically these days and, you know, a lot of the largest growth in the world is coming out of those regions, there's still been a lot of that historical subjugation by Western countries, largely, you know, from the US during World War II when they came in and sort of occupied the Philippines and and all all those regions. So there's, there's almost a view that Westerners consider themselves superior. Yeah. Um, even, even though I, didn't, I never felt any overt animosity. Um, and so there was a real curiosity about what? So, so the country was showing there's going to be, you know, nine, nine Asian guys and there's going to be a Western guy. Oh, that's interesting. And, 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 and they actually found that quite, quite fun. And, 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 and again, when some of the things were a little more demeaning or a little more comical, um, there was one Olympics event where, where, um, Asian Kathy arranged a couple of uh, Mai Tai guys, so they were expert martial arts guys, yeah. and it was sort of a, a, a nude wrestling thing, and they were half my size, and I just got my butt kicked, uh, literally, and then uh, at the end of that, um, you know, had, had to, um, I guess, get penetrated by them as, as, as the final piece because I lost. Whoa! Um, you got penetrated by the guys. When did you start fooling around with dudes? I missed that in this story. Well, through through this, and, and, and I realised that we hadn't we hadn't uh, gently eased into that. But again, it was through it was through this whole visual process. So it was a line that if we'd spoken fifteen years ago, I would have said to you, "No fucking never. way!" Right? Uh huh. Never. Right. Never. And, I, and I'm sure you've probably had other callers that have had a similar position at some point in their lives. Um, it, it just it, I saw absolutely no appeal. I just didn't get it. Um, but initially, uh, for me, the, the changeover was, well, even when I first went to art classes, of course, there were, there were males drawing me. And it was like, okay, I don't like that, but it's necessary evil. Um, so, so I'll put up with it. And, um, but, but with some of these events, there would inevitably be um, sometimes a, a couple of males that were, were watching uh-huh. with, with, um, with, the, with the Asian shows. And then, again, the two Cathy's um, plotting in the background started to uh, push the envelope. 
Um, so, so, so look, there were a whole there were a whole lot of little steps in that. These the way these other Cathys are a breed of their own. I really need to get a Cathy on my show because <laughs> these are. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is like interest. They're very interesting. Like what they did to you, how they pushed you, what they were into, and how there's more than one of them. So there's probably lots of other Cathys out there. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I'm really interested in them and their mindset. But uh, so they're they really push that and got you into it. And I guess because you're kind of like a sub, right? If we want to give some sort of term to this, like you just you that part of the turn on is sort of doing what they want you to do if you think it will turn them on. Right. Correct. And that's the challenge with so many ladies that, that I have met. They're, they're lovely. And I think they're game. Um, you know, I, I used to back in Yahoo chat days. I chat to a girl and say, you know, this is what I'm into. I'm harmless, blah, blah, blah. But I'd but I, I just love to be naked in front of you. And, and, if you, and if you were comfortable enough for me to get hard in front of you or, or to jerk off, that would be, you know, for me, awesome. You know? Yeah. And, and I do a good massage. I'm a qualified Swedish masseuse. Yeah. Nothing creepy, but if you wanted that, great. But, but they'd often be really hesitant and say, oh, we'll meet in a coffee shop first or something. But occasionally, and I remember this one lady chatted, chatted, chatted. She said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive over. It's sort of 30 minutes from her suburb to mine. She said... And I, but I don't know. I don't know about this. And I said, well, here's the code. I said, here's my mobile number. When you get to the bottom of the building, you either say, I've arrived, in which case I will answer the door fully closed, or you're going to say, and I brought my umbrella, and I'm going to answer the door naked. And, and <laughs> Interesting. To my, to my great shock, you know, hi, it's so-and-so. I'm, I'm down at the lobby, and I brought my umbrella. And, and I, I, would have, I would have bet a million dollars that she wouldn't have done that. Right, but um, she and did. And so I knew, I knew that she was my sort of girl because she was sort of ballsy enough to to direct and take some initiative. The ones that just don't work for me are the ones that say, you do whatever you want. And, right. and I'll just watch. Right. And for me, that's like, well, I, I could be doing something and you just don't like it. And, and, and that doesn't turn me on. No, um, you really I, like the I, girl. You really like to be directed. You really like that Kathy at your life. That's a thing for you. It, it, it does work, even though I, I hate to admit it to her because she loves, she loves, that that uh, that acknowledgement by me that even though she really frustrates me sometimes, <laughs> when I, say, right. I said I won't do that, but she's like, yeah, you said that so many times, and look where we are now. Oh my so. god! And all of a sudden, you have a dick in your mouth. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, come on! Like, if she could get you oh, to do that, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty good. You got to high five her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she'd probably pat herself uh, on the back. No, absolutely, absolutely. She would claim. Um, all the credit for anything I've done well and anything I've done badly, then that's entirely my fault. Wait, so let's just get back to the guy thing. I know that you said that, like, if this was 10, 15 years ago, like, you, this would, you would have, like, swore, like, it, none of this shit would have went down, right? But the whole guy thing, was there ever, like, when did it start to occur to you that, like, maybe you were bi and you were into guys? Like, you know, did the Kathy start kind of bringing it up and, like, planting seeds in you? Or did you start having an attraction to men? Look, that's a great question, Kathy. I, I think, for me, it, it, it was never never something that I was consciously aware of. But with my exhibitionistic side, I, I would still start to look at images of, you know, naked guys with erections, etc. But for me, it was that whole... Uh, you've heard the term CFNM. No, which is, which is there's a lot of there's a lot of fetish sites. It's so short, it stands for clothed female naked man or okay. naked male. And would you believe this? 
there's websites full of those sorts of images. So there's a lot of people that have that sort of exhibitionistic bent and um, and like the idea of the women being in control and clothed. But some of the scenarios are, are clearly staged when you look at the websites, but it'll talk about all sorts of things. And, 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 and so for me, that was something that was a, of appeal um, as soon as I found that sort of site because it was appealing to my sort of uh, exhibitionistic side, but it wasn't that I was turned on by the naked man it was more that scenario with the woman in control. And, and you would on. be the man. And, uh, right? A- a- absolutely. So, so, yeah. So, 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 so those sorts of things and, and some of that, the, that footage that I would see in videos or the images would, of course, have multiple men and ultimately sometimes the men servicing each other while the women clearly controlled that and looked on. So I guess I had those sorts of images playing around in my head. But, no, it, it took fairly active uh, I guess, coercion from um, particularly <laughs> the Asian <laughs> I love these Cathy's, yeah. yeah to, to, get, to get me to the point where I would even contemplate sort of, I think, same room activity where I, where I was even servicing myself in front of men was something that initially I, I was not, not uh, predisposed to want to do. So but, it started, but, is that uh, how it started? Yeah. It started with you just like sort of maybe jerking off with other men in the room and then a blow job or I don't know, like how did it, where did it start yeah. and how did it progress? I mean, I know that you've... So, so, so it started... Yeah. Sorry. No, you go. So, so as, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned before that uh, Asian Kathy did a lot of fundraisers and things. So, so inevitably, some of the events I did initially as she was clearly, I'll use the term grooming me or... or or you know, getting me prepped for the sorts of things that she enjoyed were all female audiences. But inevitably, there would start to be some 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 men attending some of those, and and, and I think that was her way of starting to perhaps change some of the hard wiring that, that I that I'd had in, uh, through my life. And 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 so um, at first, I thought I'm not even going to be able to get hard on with a guy watching. But as, as I continued to focus on the women, that proved to not be an issue, and ultimately. At, at one of the events, it was actually an audience member that she she got to come out and and, and effectively I was told to um you know give him oral. So that was that was the starting point. And that and, was your and, first blowjob. Th- Wait, but let me ask you: Was yeah, it like absolutely. a turn on? Look, I, I I was terrified. I actually didn't think I'd want to do it. I I, I had all sorts of concerns that I'd be physically ill or whatever, and, and and that I wouldn't know what to do, and yet. When I think about it, that's sort of bizarre because right. I've got a cock. I sort of know what feels good, good on myself, but yeah. just hadn't really given it conscious thought. So, so look, instincts kicked in, and um, I, I'd like to think I did a fairly good job. Um, the thing, the thing that I remember was there was that bit where I could, you know, start to feel the the, the spasming in the abdomen. I thought, God, he's going to come. So I, yeah. I sort of took him out of my mouth, and um, I remember very clearly, Kathy taking the back of my head and forcing me back over him and making me oh, actually um, <laughs> take, take the load. So there was no discussion, but yeah. I didn't resist. And I think I think that's the key thing. Um, it was always very clear that I could walk away at any time. Right, <laughs> I wasn't right. a victim. You know, I, I was a guy that was getting off and it was just this constant pushing the envelope to see you know, uh, where, where, where it would take us. And uh, it took us a lot further than I would have ever expected. And then once you did that, did that just sort of open the doors that you were just like game and down and then they always sort of, they just created more scenarios for you because they knew that you'd go there? Yeah, look, 
I never felt that I was game or down. Every time I would still rather a group of women, but they knew they knew that it was within the parameters and that they could push it. Yeah. And what I learned very very early on with these ladies was the more I said I didn't enjoy something, the more they went down that route. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're perverse. The perverse fun. Some of this was amusement for them, and then you know that scenario. No, it's, it's, this is the type of girl you're in the wrong place. No, but this is the type of girl you're attracted to. Remember that girl from your child, like whatever when you were super young, the girl that you worked with that like you were like, no way, we can't do this. You sent her home. She walked out naked, yep. and you turned her down, and then she just like came at you. Yep. Like now she needed to like force you to do it. Like that's like your thing. That's like the relationship you play out over and over again. That's like correct, right? It's, it's, I guess it's the opposite to my real life relationship, but it's it's the fun side, and and, and it does play on play. And and some of the best conversations I've had are recounting to Australian Kathy the time when I was living in Southeast Asia and doing these things with Asian Kathy and her entourages was just <laughs> just her laughter <laughs> on the phone going, my my God, did she really get you to do that? And 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 and, and her anticipating without even seeing it, just vicariously. Um, being able to see that image. And then when I would subsequently learn that they had engineered that and exchanged emails and, and you know, that delighted that it played out perhaps even more amusingly in their opinion than I anticipated. Where did it, like, yeah. let me just ask you this. Where does your wife, like, because it just seems like this is such a, like, a, a rich private life for you. Like, meaning, like, there's a lot of, like, like, I don't know, these charity events and all these things, you know, like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of time. Yeah that you were sort of doing these things and this is a double life that you're living, right? Like you have a wife, you're married, you have a whole, then this is like a secret yeah. life. So like, where does your wife think you are when you're doing all these things and how have you been able to get away with it for all this long, this time? Look, I've had some, I've had some pretty senior roles that have involved a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, and, and, and particularly when I was in Southeast Asia, I would often find myself in, in, in multiple countries during the course of the week. Um, and and in fact, the the Asian Kathy actually had a home in in two different countries and and had, had sort of a, an option putting between um, oh, one of right. or another one another city. So there was there was there was opportunity and scope. Um, Everything so, just so, fell yeah, into place for you. Meant, <laughs> and you know the, the advantage these days, of course, is with the with the cams, etc. It's always very easy to phone home and have all that continuity in my life. So. But, so a lot of this was mental planning and, and logistics, but uh, really the, the ladies did most of the hard work. And I really just would be told where to turn up, and often that would be all I would know. Did you ever, like, take it in the ass by a guy? Like, or did you did you say that before? Like, are you a bottom? Are you a top? Do you do both because the Cathy's tell you I, to? Yeah, so, so look, I didn't, I haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I look, I think it's fair to say I'm almost blushing now, but I think I've, Every scenario you can think of, I've you've <laughs> done experience. <laughs> There's I've no doubt. It, I've taken it in the, I've taken it in the ass. I've taken it in the ass. Multiple men in, in on one event. Yeah. Um, so like they, a gangbang situation. They used, do, they used to do a conga line and and have four or five guys literally joined after cock and have this parade around while the women were sort of. Uh, putting money in a hat and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Um, so, so visually, they'd just come up with as bizarre things as they could think of, uh, and, and uh, the audiences would just enjoy it. And, and it became a little bit of a, you know, th- there were people that I would recognize in these in these crowds routinely, and, you know, I figured they were probably, uh, you know, crazy with change in that, that movie that's come out recently. But I think some of these people were pretty well-funded, 
Yeah. Uh, I know the money was always going to cha- going to charities, and so there was always this. Uh, well, how are we going to top off what we did last time? Um, but but to my to my amusement, you know, I was becoming older, and you know, I was over there for nearly a decade, and thinking, well, uh, you know, are they still going to want to see this Western guy amongst it all? But uh, the novelty didn't seem to wear off, and 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 in fact, they they enjoyed. I think the embarrassment, and I would be quite theatrical sometimes and looking like I was protesting if, if I could tell that was the reaction that was wanted. But ultimately, uh, you know, it, it, whatever was commanded happened. So, so I think they enjoyed almost my good sportsmanship through it all, but ultimately the fact that I was often the foil of, uh, of the joke or, or the setup. So, so yeah, it, it was, it was a, obviously a mutually beneficial relationship and I, I had many hours of sort of, Subsequent pleasure when I would uh, remember it all and relive it and uh, and and you know jerk off a, 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 with some pretty rich material over the years. Yeah, I can't believe these kind of events go down. I mean, this is the first time I've ever hearing of something like this, like the whole events that this lady put on with all these women watching. Like, I don't know, like that. It sounds like it's from like another time period. Like, I can't even believe it. This is why I love doing my show because it never ceases to amaze me. I always hear something new, and you know, and this is like. This is going down, right? I mean, like you weren't the only person there. It wasn't just the other Kathy. Like, how many people would no. be at, attending these events? Look, look, a lot of a lot of them were smaller. A lot of them would have been um, maybe 20. half a dozen to, yeah. to, to to ten people yeah. watching. But there were a couple of really big things that she did where there were there would have been more like thirty or forty people. Now, some of those were tamer, and we might be behaving as nude waiters and things like that. But but but. Things inevitably, as the alcohol flowed, things would still even end up quite wild on some of those. So, so you know, I, I think she had to test the limits of uh, of the attendees, etc. But but she, she was she was a master of manipulating everybody, and she often participated herself, by the way. Um, and absolutely stunning, and, and an incredibly sexual woman who could orgasm multiple times. I mean, I, I can't tell you what she taught me about the female anatomy, and basically. She made me practice and practice and practice until I was giving her what she wanted. So I think, um, you know, I don't think we've touched on it yet. But and I'm not saying I'm not saying this with any reference point for what anybody else does. But the things she taught me about how to, you know, uh, give her orgasms and, and multiple orgasms and, and and to be patient until until the woman had had enough meant that I was able to sometimes. Um, I'll use the term service some 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 women that had, had problems in that area and hadn't orgasmed and uh, and and over that time I found that I was able to uh, sometimes it would take a few visits but uh, I would end up being able to give them uh, a, a climax that they'd never enjoyed before which was also very satisfying I actually found I loved that right um, it, it, it wasn't so much a turn on necessarily but, but to have somebody actually receive that pleasure and see that sort of look of astonishment that was a uh, yeah I'd walk home pretty pretty proud of myself after that sort of scenario. Yeah, there's power in that. Where the fuck is this Asian Kathy now? Is she married? Is she a single woman? Is she all like... So, so when I knew her, she was married, but a, a very, I think a very loose marriage. I think perhaps her, her, her lifestyle was funded. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so she was a woman of, of, of leisure, but a very switched on lady. Um, and, and But my, to my latest update I got, I, I believe that she is now Single, but uh, right. single but busy. 
Yeah. <laughs> but still having fun. Oh, my God. What I do to get her or your <laughs> other Kathy on the phone. Oh, my God. But wait, let's get back to you because I'm going to wrap it up soon. But we still have a little time. And I want to talk cool. about how like because you said in your initial email to me that like you're at this place right now where you're afraid you might cross some lines. Right. And get into like territory that's like like illegal stuff because you're so you've been doing this stuff for so long that you're at the point now where like you need more and more, right? It's like anything, right? And so now you're like at that kind of place where maybe you need stuff that might be like, I don't know, are you like doing your exhibitionist stuff in like places where people that will see you that aren't supposed to see you kind of thing, you know, like that kind of situations? Am I making any sense? (laughs) No, you're you're making perfect sense. I, firstly, after I wrote that, I sort of reconsidered and thought, but that, that's where my mind is at. I think the reality is, I'm, I'm, I think I'm too, despite everything that I've talked to you about, yeah. I think I am still basically a, a rational individual who, yeah, you sound who knows it. where the line should be drawn. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting some pressure from the two Cathy's at the moment because I think we're all a little bored. And, and you know, I haven't seen Asian Cathy for, for you know four years in person yeah. uh, we've done a few things via cam or whatever but but they're trying to push the envelope but the thing that i keep saying is these days there's cameras everywhere right so there are even suggestions around go and get an erection and and uh, you know in front of the opera house or some of the famous you know places around the city i'm saying look that might sound relatively straightforward but it's the mechanics no, that you will get in trouble yeah you'll get in a lot of fucking and, and, trouble and so they're, the, they're the sorts of things i'm talking about so i'm yeah. not, certainly not proposing that i'm going to start flashing I thought that's what you meant, but (laughs) yeah, I thought that's what you meant. But like after talking to you for like an hour and something like I don't like I don't get that sense from you either. Like you said, you know what I mean? Like you seem like this is just all, uh, you know, you're you're in a fine place. Like this is your thing. This is a fetish. You sort of have done a lot and have enjoyed yourself doing all your stuff within proper boundaries, right? I wouldn't listen to those. Fi- I'll be your yeah. third, Kathy, and tell you don't fucking listen to those bitches when they say to go jerk off in front of public land. <laughs> this is just because they're bored. Because you're going to wind up being arrested. Right. You have uh, a wife. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have nothing to lose. Like yeah. you do not. Like you have to have a line with. You have to have a boundary with them that's what you really have to and do look, ultimately ultimately i will um and and and, and, and i'm so, sure i'll stop short but I, I guess what what i'm looking for is the next the next way that this could play out and morph itself and and um you know we talked about obviously craigslist isn't a isn't a source of contacts these days so certainly if 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 uh if you kathy ever get any ideas or avenues or anybody contacts you from down under and says, boy, we wouldn't mind watching someone like this do some stuff. And I mean, I've done. Let me ask you this. Are you open to virtual stuff? Because I'm sure I'll get hit up by people if you're putting that out there, if you want to use my show. I mean, other people have done it. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of that at the moment. And look, uh, I I go onto sites like Free Chat Now and uh, women, there's a whole thing around doing cop tributes at the moment. So women send their photos or photos of their friends and they enjoy seeing a guy get hard and photograph his erection in front of their photos. And then inevitably some of them will say, well, will you jerk off while we watch on a cam and stuff? So that stuff is, for me, it's... It, it, uh, You've been it there, done that. The <laughs> no, but I'm, but I'm happy to do those sorts of things. Look, I, I think I said at the beginning, anything that turns on a woman 
and anything where a woman's initiating it and making a suggestion. So she might think, oh, look, that's quite tame and this guy's done so much more stuff. But if that's where she is on her journey, and for her it would be a giggle and very daring to send her photo, quote, you know, her photo and have me um, come on it or whatever, then then that would still work for me and, and, right. and turn me on because that's where she's at. And then I would have in my mind maybe over subsequent weeks we could take that further. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoy and, and sort of respect everybody's journey around these sorts of things and I'm happy to be involved. And uh, uh, there was a lady in Thailand who, who I met through, through a photography site and she was a, a virgin in her early 30s, but she she had met a man and she was dating him sort of virtually. And one thing led to another, and I ended up in a hotel room just jerking off for her and letting her just handle a penis for the first time because she, she didn't want her first time with this guy, had no idea. Wow. And she's now happily married with him and enjoy, enjoying a great sex life. So for me, that you- was great. I still got off on what I enjoyed doing. It wasn't purely altruistic, but that was that was a great thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look on back, back on that very fondly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was very nice of you to do. But like you said, I mean, you got something out of it, but like you were helping her, right? I mean, you both sort of had a, a need and you both serviced each other for what, what you both wanted. I think that that's great. So if there's people oh, out there that, that are listening. Real, real win-win. Yeah. If there's people Sorry. that are out there that have an idea of what they'd like to do with you, okay, considering all the things you're mm-hmm. into and open to, which is a lot. Right. Uh, or yep. guys, I mean, yep. let me ask you this. Do you take direction from men the same way? Like, would you be into that? From, from guys? Look, look I, I do. Um, if, if, if I've got, if I've got a, a, a woman and a guy contacting me at the same time through a site like Free Chat now, I've always opt for the woman. But I get, I get horny, I get worked up, I get bored, and then, and then things go out the window sometimes. Yeah. Often, I... I Often, I'm pretty certain that the person that's claiming to be a woman is a guy. Yeah. And, and normally, the giveaway will be they'll send a few photos of women. I'll do my cock tributes. Then they'll say, can I watch on cam? But it's amazing how many people say that their cam doesn't work. They can watch only, and I can't hear or see them. Uh, normally those are dudes. It's, it's, a, it's a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there <laughs> a lot I'll, of women? I'll still, I'll still do it. But how many times? I mean, do you find that there's a lot of women that are on the other end of those cams actually really watching guys doing stuff like that? I, I would say that look, I, I've probably contributed about 2,000 women in the last year. I just did it on That's Valentine's Day. So February, February last year, I did it for fun to try, and it was a, I did it as a Valentine's Day sort of joke. You know, if you're, yeah. you're home alone, you don't have a partner, let me show you how much I appreciate you. And I just Where was your partner? You know, but, Oh, my, this was the middle of the night. So my okay, you're, she was asleep. asleep. I don't sleep. Oh, I don't sleep God. a lot. So I was probably, it's probably mainly women with your accent on the other side of the world that are all made to Yeah, yeah. Day and it's the but of can the you night, believe your poor wife? Um, she better never find out anything. The fact that you're like online on Valentine's Day doing this. Oh my God, she'd be horrified. But wait a second. Could, let me just tell, like, can you just yeah. explain this whole, this is what we're going to end with, but I want, because I feel like there's a lot of guys. It's like that whole, you know, those guys that are always just sending girls their dick pics and most of the time they're sending to a girl that doesn't yeah. fucking care because most women don't, right? But in this place where you go and that you found there's like thousands of women that this is exactly what they're looking for right so i think that this is like a really interesting thing to tell guys about so that you could stop sending it to girls that aren't interested and don't really want to engage right if you want to sort of 
do this. This is what I, I think a lot of guys would be into this. So could you explain where you go and what this is all about and how they could do it themselves? Sure. So look, look the site that I stumbled on, uh, you know, not long before that Valentine's last year is a site called Free Chat Now. So it's literally okay. one word, free, F-R-E-E, chatnow.com. Yeah. And and basically it has a whole lot of chat rooms, but it, it will it will typically have thousands of people on there at any one time, um, identified by gender, um, although that can obviously be fake. And and you can talk about virtually anything. But but even within that site, Kathy, I find so many guys will just start sending dick pics and you'll see the girls posting. I, I don't just want to see your dick. Um, so, so my advice to guys is be a little bit imaginative and look for an angle. And, and I'm amazed how many guys, because what I'll tend to do is I'll go in and post a sentence to say, I'm, I'm available for cop tributes, but then you can post photos in the in the general chat that people can click on. So I'll, I'll post some photos of cop tributes I've done. People then have a look, see, see my erection. I've got a little bit of a unique erection, a curved up, very visual sort of thing, and, and they seem to say I've got a nice, a nice head. So, you know, attractive. If you're into that sort of thing, yeah, and and, and you know, if only five, if only five percent of the women on there are interested, you've still probably got a hundred women at any one time that are looking, clicking on that, and and, and then also then they send you private messages, yeah, they send you private messages, and then they start sending you photos, and you take it from there, and and, and again, you you respond, you say you're, I say you're in charge, it's up to you, you send me what you like, if it's a clothes photo, if it's a photo of a group of you and your friends, and you're going to show them one night and have a chuckle. Then, then let's do that. Um, and, and then I find that they might say they've got one or two, and then they'll say, hang on, I'm going to find some more. <laughs> and and, I'll, and often I'll, I'll, I'll do 20 or 30 photos for one lady, and then you might talk about, do you come on the photo uh, or, or on the pic? And I tend to say, well, if that's not real practical on, on my iPad screen or my phone screen, but I can print your photo out, and then maybe we jump onto a, a, a cam app like Rubio, for example, where I just send them the link, so there's no risk of them having to be Back down and they click on it and then um and then we take it from there. And I've, I've had some very kinky girls on there who have had me going and humping the the bonnet of my car, um, oh, you know, okay. uh, do, doing all sorts of things. Yeah, and, 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 that's where these good. That's, that's where the girls are that people are looking for. I mean, you know, I feel like it's like. There's a lot of guys out there with these dirty minds and they can't find the the right woman to sort of express that, right? And I feel like this is like a great place to do it, right? Because that's where those kind of women are. So, but be, be patient, be patient, be imaginative and be prepared to send some photos as proof so they can have a look and say, okay, this guy's genuine. He's not pretending to do this. Like I think there's a lot of fakes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people just want to role play on, in these chat rooms so they don't really want to do anything. Yeah. So I post a few photos so they go he's the real deal and we take it from there now i'm on freechat.freechatnow.com where there's like all different links where do they go it's like cam chat cam sex live sex adult chat sex chat where are you okay so, so if you go if you click on sex chat yeah um that will then take you to the main the main section but there's a whole lot of different rooms once you're in there. So right, but where do you do the cock? Where do you do the cock tributes? Where do you go to find the women that are doing these cock tributes? I mean, but, you seem to have a name for it. I've so never heard I of this. Jump, <laughs> I will. I will. I would jump into that sex chat room because it's always the busiest room. Yeah. Okay. Um, but once you're in that room, in, once you're in that room, there's sub indexes where you can split around. So there's porn room and there's role play room and and, and there's adult chat. And I just will jump into each of them, post a sentence, put in a few examples, and then I just sit back and uh, 
get hard and get ready and get busy. And so this <laughs> cock tribute, the cock tribute thing, like this is something like this is because I mean, I don't know. Did you make up that name or is this like a sort of term used by people in these chat rooms right now? Look, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking, look, look, well, I, I certainly don't think I made it up, um, but I've seen a lot more people saying that they would do it since, since I've been doing it over the last 12 months. And so they'll either say cock tribute, which tends to be, you know, you're erect cock and balls in front of a photo, but then, yeah. then there's others that will be talking about cum tribute. Okay, so, so there's cock tribute that come tribute. on the photo. And, and you'll see a lot of ladies on there saying that they're looking for someone to cock tribute or cum tribute. Yeah. Um, and then you'll also see quite a few ladies that say they just want to watch a guy jerk off on cam. So there um, you go. There is a cam app within. There is a cam app within the free chat. I find it doesn't work on my iPad, but that's where I just send a Groovio link and post that, and then they click on that. It's anonymous to anybody else. You do it through a private message, and so you're controlling your audience. Sometimes, if I'm really horny and haven't found anybody, I'll just post that on the public, and I might get three or four men and women jumping on and uh, and watching. So there you go. So if anyone's interested. And, you know, or they have a freaky side, an exhibitionist side, or maybe, like I said, you're just a guy. Because I don't know. I mean, I've had guys send me dick pics, you know, and you're half the time you're like, who the fuck cares, you know, right? And I just feel like, but, and there's some that like they do it incessantly, right? So it's like a thing for them, right? And I feel like this is a kind of place where they could go and sort of do that and find like like-minded people. You know, there is, I mean, I haven't even touched upon like the humiliation aspect, right? To like... What you, yeah. I could talk to you for like another hour. Like we're gonna probably have to eventually do a part <laughs> two. Could you ever come on with your Kathy? Could your Kathy and you ever come on as together? I can certainly, I can certainly pose the question. I think the better chance would be to get her love. Asian Kathy. Oh, the Asian Kathy. Um, oh my her, god, I would her, love her. Her, um, her English is a little halting, but I find it endearing and. and, and <laughs> She will just take over the show. Uh, logistically, yeah. that might be challenging, but she would be fantastic. I think the Australian Kathy might be a little reticent, although I, I believe you do change voices. I change the voice, yeah. Around. I'll change your voice. I could change her and, voice. No one would ever know. She remembers because she hasn't seen much of it, but she's heard all the detailed updates. She remembers more vicariously than I do because sometimes it becomes a little bit of a blur. <laughs> right, she'll, right. She'll remind me of things. Yeah, yeah I'd love so to get her to work on that. after I... Yeah, so she even reminded me on the story I talked about where I where I ended up in the hallway. She said, but the, you know, don't forget that the, the ladies was were drinking cups of tea to make it even look more. I said, you know what? I hadn't even remembered that. But, right. Uh, she remembers a lot of detail. Yeah, I want her <laughs> the, on. The things that she finds amusing. I want her on. All right, listen, Jeff, we'll probably do another episode with you eventually because, like I said, we're at like an hour and a half. And I just oh, feel like my, you probably have so much. No, no, don't apologize. I mean, like, you know, how do you cram everything in? You've done a lot of stuff. We're talking about many, many years of like interesting stuff that you've been doing that I love to hear about and people like to hear about. So we'll eventually, I'd love to have you back on and we talk uh, some more um, and work on those Cathy's. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yep. Oh, and yep. if and anybody. If you need, if you need a photo contributed, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> yes. And anyone wants to do a cock tribute with him, email me strictly podcast at gmail.com. If you live in Australia and you want to like, you know, hook up or do something with this guy, right. From you, because you're like minded or whatever, and email me. Right. Absolutely. And I will get, yes, get you in contact with uh, Peter. Right. Is that your name? <laughs> I forget. 
Is that yes, your name, Peter? Yes, it is. All right, Peter. Thank you so yes, much Peter. for calling in, and I will send you any email, emails we got, and we will talk again and get work on those Cathy's for me in the meantime. All right, we'll do. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Pleasure. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Anonymous.